Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 75 of the Drop Bear Gaming Podcast. Um, this is me, Lucas, BQ410, and uh, with me and sitting not too far away from me is my brother, Matt. How are you? G'day. Three quarters of a century. We are so close I know. to yep. 100 episodes five years later. Getting there. But uh, don't hold your breath, everybody, because <laughs> we may not get there by the end of the year. Well... Okay? It has been only five days since we recorded last, which is fucking unheard of Yeah, for the last four years. Unless we screwed up and then had to record a second yeah, one. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But um, the downside of that is that we don't have a whole lot to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to make it a quick one, um, which is probably going to be good for anybody who'd like to listen to it. Because, um, yeah, the, the least amount of time you have to listen to us dribble on is probably better for you. And then on yeah. the next episode after this, 76, will be recorded next week, another yes. short distance between, because on next Wednesday, today's Tuesday the 7th, next Wednesday is Wednesday the 15th of April 2015, which is the release date of Mortal Kombat X. So I'll be picking up my pre-order first thing Wednesday morning, coming over here and we're going to play the shit out of that and then record a podcast with our impressions of it. So, Yes, we will. I cannot wait for that game. Seriously, dude. Yeah, it's going to be pretty fun, isn't it? I've, I've uh, been listening to you kind of wet yourself every time there's been a trailer or anything um, put out, and, yeah, <laughs> I know that you've been kind of looking forward to that one. Yeah, they just make fun games, like and not even just the fighting, but all the other systems that are involved, like the you know the progression and everything like that in them. Mm-hmm. It's just really well done. They know what they're doing. So I'm looking forward to spending a large amount of hours with that. But for this episode, we have some games to talk about. Not many. Like I said, we, it hasn't been very long since we recorded last. You've hardly played anything, but that's nothing new. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, pretty much. I've, um, I haven't really done too much at all. As I did mention in the last podcast, though, I did have um, Hardline, the new Battlefield, mm-hmm. and I've finished the single player on that one. I'll get into that a bit later. I've played a little yeah. bit of multi, but mostly the single. Um, Matt's got a bit more of a list because he's basically got not much else to live for. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been playing games. So it was Easter weekend, so we had I had four days off, and um, I thought I'd, in between watching AFL since the season started again, Yep, yep. Which is exciting. I love it. Yeah. Um, I thought I'd play through some stuff. I've been finishing off Need for Speed Rivals, which was one of the first games I picked up for the PS4. <laughs> um, I'd basically I'd finished the game, but I still had some missions on the racer mode because you can f- um, swap, swap between racer or cop. And I'd finished all the cop missions, 61 different, or they're not missions, they're speed lists, which is a list of like five objectives. Like uh, for a racer, it might be win two, like get a gold result on two time trials, two races, and take out three other like racer people and use six different pursuit technologies, which are like EMPs and shockwaves and stuff that you can use as weapons from your car. Do they still have chains and stuff, spike chains? 
Um, yeah, when you're playing as a cop, you can drop spike strips. Okay. And stuff like that. So, but I when I played through the game originally, I played through it as a cop, and um, finished it completely on that side. And then I got up to about halfway through all the racer ones and stopped. But then I, um, I had some, I had like three trophies left to get, which was to finish the racer side, and do two minor things with online on it. So I decided to post on the PlayStationTrophies.org forum to find someone to help me out because like i have no friends <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, i managed to get someone who helped me knock them over in about five minutes which nice. was awesome hmm. uh so yeah i got the platinum for neva speed rivals that game is fucking fun anyone yeah. who likes a racing game i'll bring it over for you bro because i'm yeah, done with good. it now so you can play through it a bit yeah. it's pretty decent um, I played some more Bloodborne, but I'm like no further than I was last week because I fucking suck at that game. <laughs> and I well, just... it does look really, really hard. My my plan was to um, play it and enjoy it. Play, well, my plan was to give it a bit of time during the Easter holiday because I knew I'd have time off. I can sit down, put a couple of hours, a good couple of hours into it. And I did put an hour or two into it across the weekend, but I just couldn't get myself to sit down and properly play it, which is frustrating because there's, like, I know I have barely even scratched the surface. Like, I haven't even got to the point where you can start leveling up your character. You have to beat the first boss, I think, before you can even start leveling up. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know where the fucking first boss is. There you go. (laughs) So, I still... (laughs) I honestly suck at that frigging game. (laughs) Um... I'm sure I'll get into it more. I'm not going to stop. Like, I'm not going to give up. It's in my PS4 right now. So, um, I'll, I'll see what I can do with that. Played some more FIFA, but that's not unusual for us. Very true. Um, scored a Since fucking it... magnificent goal. <laughs> but whatever. That's yeah. shared, shared. It's so good being able to share stuff on, on the PlayStation. Yeah, I was actually just on uh, on the mighty Facebook today. And um, I came across that video, and it was a pretty impressive goal, and I really kind of enjoyed the um, goal line technology that it uses. Yeah, they... You don't see it very often. Yeah, it was uh, the shot was from outside the box, and it hit the crossbar and bounced in and then bounced out. Yeah, like backspin kind of out. Yeah, so then it goes into this whole little goal technology, goal decision technology or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah where it shows it crossing the line. So, yeah. Anyway, it was magnificent. I started playing Borderlands The Handsome Collection, which is the uh, HD remastered versions of Borderlands 2 and Borderlands the pre-sequel for PS4. It's also available on uh, Xbox One. What are your thoughts on that so far? uh, It includes all the DLC from Borderlands 2 and then, I guess... Some DLC. I don't know what DLC there was for pre-sequel. When you when you initially turn the game on, okay, uh, I have a retail copy of it. I needed to download like a what was it seven or eight gig? Yeah, seven point nine, I think it was. Which is That's pretty massive. Friggin' insane. Yeah. Um, and then so you go into the game and it brings up like asking you which one you want to play, Borderlands Two or the pre-sequel, and it puts the pre-sequel above Borderlands 2 because in the chron- chronology of it 
It would be. The pre-sequel is between Borderlands 1 and 2. Yeah. But then I thought to myself, like, is it a good idea to play the pre-sequel before Borderlands 2 without ever having played Borderlands 2 more than for half an hour? Yeah. And so I Googled it to see what people thought from when... And there was a few threads from when Borderlands the pre-sequel actually came out. People were like, oh, should I play this before Borderlands 2 or should I play Borderlands 2 first? And it turns out that the pre-sequel probably has some, uh, some minor, well, minor slash major spoilers for Borderlands 2 oh. for like tw- story twists and stuff. Wow. So if you play the pre-sequel before you play Borderlands 2, you won't get the the same like oh wow moments in Borderlands 2 <laughs> that you could That's potentially get kind of weird yeah it is odd so I started playing Borderlands 2 obviously um, and yeah I mean it's a fun fun enough game it'd be better if I had other people to play it with obviously because that game uh, has a yeah. very robust co-op mode it does throughout it um, how does it look uh, it looks like Borderlands Cell shaded, like really nice, crisp. Yep. Uh, it's good to have all the DLC, although it's a bit confronting when you like. I've I've noticed that before with certain games that are HD remasters, where you like in particular like Sleeping Dogs, which had mm-hmm. a large amount of DLC, because Borderlands Two had shitloads of DLC. Did uh, just like and, the first one. Yeah, and as soon as you start the game. Like, you, you're like, you have no idea what the controls are and stuff. I mean, it's a shooter, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You've got to get used to the game, but all of a sudden you're getting all these pop-up messages saying, oh, you've unlocked this, you've unlocked that. And I'm like, I have no fucking idea what any of this is or where the fuck to find it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you've got the collector's edition. And I'm like, what? Because <laughs> you've got the collector's edition, so you get this and like pre-order bonuses and shit from the original versions. So you start with... Different guns and all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, it's a fun game, and I'll, I'd like to play it more if I get time. But I know Borderlands Two has like fifty plus hours of gameplay. Yeah, yeah, and about seven thousand billion guns in it. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe um, have you ever you played through Borderlands Two? Never played the whole way through. No, no. Uh, I did. I gave it. A, probably a good chunk, ten hours maybe, yeah, something like that. And I, I found it pretty good. It was on PC, mm. um, and I did find that to be fun. But it was only fun in that environment of uh, you know the kind of um, multiplayer kind of thing. Who'd so, you play it with? I oh, just the normal guys that you know PC kind of gaming uh, over okay. over a fair bit of time. Um, we'd go back to it and just go, oh, yeah, that was fun. We'll go back and jump in. But it did lose its polish pretty quickly because I did play a fair bit of number one and it was very similar in a lot of ways, obviously. Um, So I actually get the two confused quite a bit when I think of them, which is a bit sad. Well, maybe we should get you a copy for PS4 and then you and I can play it. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, I'd probably enjoy it more with the controller and, you know, playing it on the console. Because it does, I think it works pretty well on a console. Yeah, I mean, it plays, it seemed to be reasonable enough. Yeah. I obviously didn't put that much time into it, a couple of hours, but um, yeah, it's decent. Um, Well, speaking of, uh, of, you know, 
Oh, no. We'll keep going. Keep going. I'll, I'll pose the question a little later. Oh, well, I was just going to say f- to close out for Borderlands, um, if anyone out there wants to play co-op with us on PS4, let us know and we can maybe get you in. Do something up. You can just drop in, can't you? Yeah. You don't have to be up to where the other person are, is up to. No, I don't think so. So, I mean, Lucas and I will fucking play through it a bit. Yeah. But if you want to jo- jump in, just send us a message on PlayStation. I'm Asmareth. And I'm Vicky So, yeah. And um, finally, for the quick stuff, um, Pillars of Eternity I played uh, like five minutes of. <laughs> yeah. Um, the one that's the one that I backed on Kickstarter, the sort of old school style RPG. Yep. It certainly is. Um, it's you know it's a throwback to those kind of Borders Gate, Planescape Torment, sort of isometric view with your little party that you move them all around and have individual skills and use. Uh, there's a pretty robust character creation at the start of the game. Um, and then once you get into it, man, oh man, there's a lot of reading, like those yeah. old school games. So, I mean, I'm pretty keen to play it, but I just, again, I haven't had the chance. Because all I have is my laptop, and my desk is downstairs at home, and I just have my laptop upstairs, and it's really... Um, it's not very inviting, my laptop, to play games on it, even though it can. I don't really... It's not the same as having a desktop computer. Mm-hmm. So, Fair enough. Like especially using a trackpad on the on the laptop to um, control a game like that doesn't really work too well. Um, but yeah, so those are the quick ones. Uh, and then I played the Final Fantasy fifteen episode Duskai, Duskai, episode Duskai, which is yeah, the, it's weird, isn't it? It's the demo. For, that they've released for uh, for Final Fantasy 15, which you can only get if you get Final Fantasy Type-0 HD remaster. So um, at this point, you can only get the demo like that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's Final Fantasy. That's for sure. If you like Final Fantasy games, this one's it's a little bit different. Uh, so it, it has the big open world that uh, I guess... They've kind of all had that to a point. This one seems to be a bit more kind of uh, going down that sort of Skyrim big open world sort of idea where you can just wander around anywhere. Um, but uh, there was some performance issues like frame rate and stuff like that, which is reasonable, I reckon, for a demo. Yeah. Especially early on, because I don't know when they're planning on releasing it. There's no details and knowing Square Enix, it'll probably take a while. The biggest difference that I noticed is the combat is they're, they're moving a lot more towards the action RPG type thing, mm-hmm. the whole sort of hack and slash real-time combat rather than a turn-based system. Uh, it, it has a parrying and counter-attack system and all that kind of stuff. You don't, as far as I could tell from the demo, you can only control the one character. Um, but I'm sure that's all going to be a lot more complex in the final game because it's a Final Fantasy game and they're known for their, like, pretty much, they're known for story and combat systems. So um, there's that. The open world got a bit boring as I was playing through it. Well, because you couldn't, 
there was so in Final Fantasy you used chocobos to ride around on there like a giant bird that you ride around on. And although they were in the game, there was wild chocobos and then there was a chocobo farm that you could visit. You weren't able to use them. Uh, okay. So I think in the final game you'll be able to find them in the wild and sort of train them or whatever to be your chocobo. Or you can go to the, one of these chocobo farms and... Um, Stop saying chocobo, you one. freak me out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you pick up lots of little different bits and pieces of food around the place. So presumably you're going to use that kind of stuff for um, different food to try and attract chocobos. Um, and also there's a the resting... So you wander around the world and it's got a day-night cycle and you're like, your your teammates or whatever will be like, oh man, I'm getting tired, we should find a place to camp. And then you camp and based on what stuff you've picked up throughout the day, um, it cooks a meal. One of, your, one of your teammates cooks a meal and it pops up saying, oh, this is the meal you're eating, like some kind of stew or whatever. And that gives you buffs. And there's certain buffs depending on what stuff you've picked up. And so the, for the full next day, you get all these extra perks like uh, maybe strength or faster oh, wow. healing and stuff like that. That's interesting. So, yeah, I mean, that's a little interesting touch that'll be um, that'll be cool to see what they do with that. Uh, the biggest problems, obviously, like I said, was not like it was a bit slow moving around the open world because I couldn't ride on a chocolate, yeah. so I had to walk. And you can sprint, but only for so long, and then your character's like oh, oh, out of breath and like slows <laughs> slows down heaps, and you're like fucking hell, I've got 800 more meters to run for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, and the targeting in the uh, in the combat because it's a bit more fast paced because it's real time. Um, they have like a lock where you can lock onto an enemy, so that even though they're running around you you can stay kind of focused and when you hit attack, you're attacking that single one. Um, it was a bit cumbersome. Didn't really feel very uh, very intuitive trying to target different enemies, but I think they'll be listening to feedback from the demo a lot with that. Um, and the camera kind of got in the way a, a little bit. It wasn't... There was some camera problems. Um, and the other thing that is in Final Fantasy games, which is a classic moment, is summoning. You can, in Final Fantasy games, you can summon like massive fucking monsters to help you. Mm-hmm. And in this demo, there was only one that as far as, I only played through the demo once and I'm like, I'm not going to play through it multiple times to try and learn everything about the game. But from what I did pick up, there was only the one summon and it happened when you dropped to zero HP when you were about dead mm-hmm. and you like fall on the ground and it's like hold down X to summon this guy and you summon him and it's just the most magnificent, insane thing I've ever friggin' seen. It's <laughs> like, it's like, um, Odin or someone fucking reaching down from the heavens, picks you up and holds you in the air. And then there's just this massive fucking, crazy explosion and everything dies <laughs> I tried it with the there's one boss in the demo mm-hmm. and I got up to it and I was like hacking away and it's this big ass monster and you've got to uh, presumably kill each of its limbs while it's swinging its tail around and biting you and stuff and it's blind in one eye so you can sort of tactically fight it and using strategy okay, which yeah. is cool 
but it was taking a fair while to knock it down. And then I was like, ah, oh, screw this. I'll just use my thing and it probably won't kill it completely, but, you know, yeah. whatever. And the problem is if you use that summon to kill everything, you don't get the experience points for them. Uh, okay. So there's pros and the downside was yeah there's yeah. pros and cons and this m- mega boss I was just stood in front of him and let him bite me to death <laughs> <laughs> and then I used the summon and it just annihilated him immediately wow. but it was like hey you finished the quest you killed the thing so nice. I was like sweet fucking see you later <laughs> um, but yeah I'm pretty keen to see what the full game is like that's going to be definite a definite pickup for me because. I mean, the only Final Fantasy... I even bought Final Fantasy thirteen and thirteen too. I didn't get the Lightning Returns one. Yeah. Mainly because I never finished thirteen or thirteen two. <laughs> well, fair enough. But I still bought them. Jeez. Yeah, exactly. I'm keeping yeah. Square Enix in business. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah, I'll be getting Final Fantasy fifteen. It looks magnificent. So. Cool. Oh, that's good. Well, like I mentioned before, the only game I've really played is, um, is Battlefield... Frontline, hardline, hardline. I've said that a few times. I think now, yeah. um, and <laughs> there's been a few little issues that I've run into. I really did like the storyline, though. Um, it's only small. It doesn't go for that long. You know, it's probably a, a good maybe six to eight hours, I suppose. And I probably didn't go through it as fast as I could have. So you might be looking at somewhere between maybe five and seven hours, I reckon, if you wanted to run through it pretty quickly. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it was interesting. You start out as, as a cop, um, and I'll try not to do too many spoilers. But, um, yeah, the, the storyline is based around... Um, you know Miami, and there's you know big drug problems, and there's corrupt cops, and there's you know a, a fairly robust storyline in there. Um, and it was good enough that I really didn't want to skip through uh, the cutscene so that I could actually you know follow the storyline. Um, it was probably good enough to get you used to the you know the new weaponry and all that kind of stuff, but unfortunately the storyline doesn't open anything for you in the actual multiplayer. And it is known, obviously, as a multiplayer um, franchise. So it would have been kind of good, I think, to be able to have played through the storyline and then have been able to use some of, you know, more of those weapons that you got during the story and the single player in the multiplayer. Um, but anyway, um, it, it worked pretty well. Uh, the things that I don't really like about the multiplayer, um, I guess, have always been kind of issues with the with the franchise. But um, the HUD now is just really distracting on the screen. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, constantly. Um, and you've got like you know your maps and you've got your loadouts and all that kind of crap on the screen all at the same time. Um, and then the worst part is that you've constantly got all the, um, you know, the pop-ups of, you know, you can turn them off, but the, you know, player names and all that kind of crap are coming up all the time. And I noticed at one stage that I was, you know, running around a corner with a couple of guys in front of me and I couldn't see shit. We just got mowed down. 
because there was a guy just at the end of a hallway and only the person that was in front you know, of us running down there could see anything. Um, and the rest of us just got axed because all the names came up and you couldn't see anything down there. So that was a bit frustrating. So I'm going to have to go and turn most of that off. Um, but I don't know. It, um, it seems kind of fun. I don't particularly like the shooting. I don't think it's as precise, but that also could be uh, to do with the, the weapon power at the moment because I haven't played too much multiplayer yet. Um, and also having... It could be a bit rusty too. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Shank you with something rusty. Man, um, you should have seen me playing it before. I was like, run out. You did see me. Yeah. Ran out and there was a guy right in front of me. I had a shotgun. How hard <laughs> is it? I shot fucking to the left of him, then quickly panned to the right and shot to the right of him and he <laughs> just shot me in the face. <laughs> he just stood still and you went boom, boom, like you know, kissing him on either side of his cheeks and then he just blasted you. It was pretty funny. But yeah, it, it's a bit twitchy almost. And I guess that's what you're going to get when you play on a console compared to a um, PC and having a mouse. Very yeah, once different. You get, once you get used to the controls and... and get comfortable with a sensitivity setting that suits yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, you never get the precision that you would with the mouse and keyboard. No, not going to happen. So yeah, that was, um, it's been okay. Uh, it's not grabbing me though, like the other ones did. And I played a shit ton of BF3 and BF4 on the console. Um, and I actually really enjoyed both of those games. And I kept going back and playing more. So I hope... I know I do have a bit of a back catalogue of games to play, plus there's new ones coming out soon. But, yeah, I kind of hope that I do go back and play it a bit because it, it is just a bit different. You know, they they seem to have lost some of the the realism that I really enjoyed graphically with the other with the other actual, you know, army-based ones. Mm. Um it's, yeah, I noticed that as well when I was it, playing it. It doesn't feel. It feels I mean, more. Like, it looks more like a COD game now. Yeah. Which is really poor because that that was the thing that really set it apart for me. Um, was that it was awesome map design, looked absolutely stunning, um, and now you've got just normal crap lying around. Um, but in the game, it's like in the single player game. Graphically, it was gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, being able to, you know, see just the the level of detail that they put into everything in there was really well done. But obviously in the multiplayer, you miss out on a lot of that. So, yeah, whatever. I'll see. Um, I might try and give it some more and hopefully it will be something that grabs me soon and plays it, play a little bit more of it. But what I'm actually thinking of doing as well um, is I want to try and go back over some of the, the bigger games that we've played, like uh, The Last of Us and, and games like that, that are really, really story-based. Um, and hopefully getting a bit more into some of those real heavy movie-type games. And hopefully uh, I can sit down with someone and show them the level of gaming, the level gaming has got to in that regard soon. So, 
Well, the Last of Us. Uh, well, I mean, you mentioned The Last of Us, but um, yeah, stand out. That that's definitely that's like number one. I don't even yeah. think there's anything that even comes close. Not to the level that was. Yeah. I mean, you've got things like um, Heavy Rain to a point. Yeah. But yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, I just kind of have enjoyed those and I'd like to probably go back and play them for a little bit again. Because mm. there's, you know, I mean, we've got things like Uncharted coming out again this year and next know, year. Oh, next year, sorry. Yeah. yeah, they delayed it. But, uh, yeah. Um, well, that's pretty much the only game I've been playing in the last couple of days, and I haven't given it a hell of a lot, as I said. Um, so I'm going to uh, try and give that one a little bit more. And I haven't really picked up anything else but waiting for Mortal Kombat. I did actually have a bit of a go of uh, a little bit more of Drive Club. And my oldest son was here and we uh, came and stayed on the weekend. And I put on a random track and it starts off in the late afternoon and it was like three laps. It wasn't very long. But as I went around the track, it became darker and it was just awesome the way that it, it you know, kind of did that time Scale yeah, through there. through the sunset and everything, and yeah. then it's pitch black, and you've got and you've got your lights it on. It completely and changes the the races. Yeah, it really. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I didn't play it a lot. I think I played maybe four races total, but just that one blew me away. And he was sitting there watching as well, and he's like, "Wow, it's dark now." And then the lights were on, and it just completely changed the gameplay almost, because you know when you. I remember with, um, was it GT4, maybe? Gran Turismo 4? Um, was the, you know, they said they had 40 tracks or whatever it was. Um, and they did have a fair few, but they only had tracks and then they had tracks in reverse and then day and then night. So it was a combination of those. So it ended up that they had like 160 tracks or whatever it was because <laughs> it was the same ones but backwards or day or night. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, this just – I loved it. I absolutely loved it, mm. the fact that they kind of added that to it. And tiny things, but I hadn't really seen it before. Yeah, that was the thing with Drive Club, which is the reason that I, I mentioned it in the Game of the Year podcast last year, mm-hmm. was the fact that – um, it felt like part of their sort of MO with that game when, when Sony Worldwide Studios or whatever said to them, um, we need you to make a racing game for the PS4. I think part of what they their mission or whatever was like get as much out of the system fit, like visually as you can. And that day-night cycle and the scenery and everything around like the environments in that game like the racing is fun it controls well it's not too floaty or whatever i i yeah. thought racing and it was really fun but the thing that sets it apart i mean need for speed rivals has a day night cycle as well because mm-hmm. it's a it's an open world game where you run you drive around to races and find races and stuff so obviously it's got day and night but it's nowhere near as well done in my opinion, as Drive Club was. 
Like that it's just magnificent to watch. Yeah. And I actually mentioned that to him because I was so busy driving. Yeah, you you don't really notice it. Yeah, it just kind of happened. And then I was like, oh, my God, it's dark. And he was like, yeah, I've been watching it, like the sun go down and stuff like that. And, you know, when when there's when a game like a driving game becomes entertaining for somebody who's not playing it just because of things like that, because it's, it, it is a single-player game. Every driving game, there isn't really that much entertainment in watching somebody play it at all, um, unless there has something like that one does, and it seems to have worked because mm-hmm. he really enjoyed that. And, I mean, I, I first noticed that with Forza 3, maybe Forza 2, um, back in the old days where it just did look beautiful. Yeah, and you could, as the as a person watching it, you could watch the race, but then you'd also get to have a look around at the scenery and things like that. Um, and this obviously has some pretty beautiful scenery as well, but adding those little touches made a huge difference. So good on them. But I mean, that that pretty much covers what we have been playing for the most case, isn't it? Um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, so as we said, it's only been a few days since we've um, since we've recorded, so there wasn't that much to go on. But as Matt mentioned earlier on, the next time we're going to record is going to be pretty much a Mortal Kombat uh, 10 discussion. Um, looking forward to it. Looks like it'll be pretty violent, and the both of us may actually be too shocked to play uh, to talk too much about it. Um, <laughs> Me more than Matt because he's been watching way too many trailers and uh, and videos on all the insanity that that game has in store for us. Mm. So it should be should good. Should be good. Yeah. But anyway, um, get in contact with us. Tell us if you're looking forward to Mortal Kombat. Tell us what you've been playing, and if you are playing any um, Borderlands, hit us up. Or obviously the the Borderlands the Handsome Collection hit us up and see if we can uh, get something going there. Mm. We might even be able to talk about that a little bit if we can um, get a bit of a team going. Yeah, and um, let us know what you're thinking of the podcast because we've had a few people uh, saying some nice things to us and it makes us feel good. So yeah. fucking help out with making us feel good. Yes, it is. Or shit, fun. like whatever. You can tell yeah. us that we suck and we'll say, look, to be honest, you. we know. Yeah. <laughs> And fuck you for mentioning it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. It's like but, mentioning a lazy eye to someone. It's like, what, how fucking heartless are you? <laughs> Insensitive. Yes, exactly. It's not our fault. We're doing our best, you jerks. Well, we could probably do better. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> All right. On that note, um, email us at uh, dropmeargaming, uh, sorry, podcast at dropmeargaming.com um, or he's Asmareth. Obviously, you can get him on the PlayStation uh, or Asmareth at dropbeargaming.com. Uh, Matt at dropbeargaming.com is my email. Yeah, there you go. And I don't have one. You do? I don't know where it goes to, though. Yeah, it must go into the ether because I don't even have a login for it. I'll fix it. Nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to bother giving it out just for that reason. But hit me up, BQ410, um, pretty much on everything. I think Steam is Lucas BQ410. But whatever, you'll find me, hopefully. All right. Um, that's 
the end of episode 75. We will see you or you'll hear us on episode 76 very soon. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Take it easy. Until next time. See you later, everyone. Bye.